Micaiah Reads Beowulf Part 17 Beowulf spoke then, sick with a life wound, mortal slaughter bite. He saw clearly that his long life years could linger no more. Earth's bright moments, all was departing, the number of his days, death immeasurably near. Now I would give to my good son-child my armor and weapons, if only a land heir had been granted to me, to guard my kingdom, prince of my loins. I have led this people for fifty love winters. No folk king there was, any on this earth, of any neighborland, who dared come to me with dark battle rush, goad me with spears. In this good homeland, I lived through lone years, looked to my kingdom, sought no treachery, swore no oath lies, spared anger words. For all these things, sick with life wound, I sing in my heart. The shaper of men cannot shame my going with murder of kinsmen at the moment of silence when life darkens. Leave me to rest here. Go to that gold hoard under grey cliff rock, beloved Wigloff. Now the worm lies cooling, sleepened by swords, stripped of his treasure. Hurry, my warrior. Help me to see this serpent's wealth hoard, wound gold collars, bright wonder gems. Bear them before me to ease my heartbane. Help me to leave this life and people that I long have held. Charged with those words, Weostan's son-child obeyed his beloved, life-weary kinsman, stepped through the stench of stilled dragon breath, entered the rock vault of that ancient barrow. Enclosed there by pillars, piles of heirlooms glinted in the gloom, gleaming treasure heaps, glittering gemstones, by the grey rockwork, wonders by the walls in that worm's gold den, the old dawn flyers' ancient wine vessels, rich silver cups, bereft of polishers, stripped of ornament. There were sword-struck helmets, old and rust-laden, arm bracelets tarnishing, curiously twisted. A king's treasure mound, gold upon the ground, will grab at the minds of all hall warriors, hidden though it be. High above the hoard, like a hovering glow-lamp, hung a golden banner, greatest of handworks, laced with limb-craft. Light shone from it, gleamed through the darkness, a guide for his eyes to stare at wonders. Of that serpent's coil no trace could be seen. Swords had removed him. Then, as I heard, that hoard was plundered, smith wonders gathered by a sorrowing warrior, who piled in his arms plates and jewel cups to his own liking, and the old gold banner, brightest of standards. Biting steel edges, fire-hardened sword blades, freed that treasure trove, quenched the hate fire, hot terror breath, of that lone mound miser who measured the land, belching with flame waves, 
burning through the night, searing the darkness till he died of murder. Wiglaf hurried then, weighted with that bounty, trembling to learn if his beloved shield king was breathing life-breath as he last saw him, lord of the weather Geats, waiting for treasures, sick with bloodbane, bordered in darkness. Wrapped in those riches, he rushed to his lord, stricken bounty king, seared and wound-weary, at the end of life. He laved him again, wakened him with water, till words came pressing, broke through his breast. The battle king spoke then, gazed at the gold works, that great treasure pile. For these fine war trophies, I finally must say, thanks to the wielder, wonder king of all, our glorious deemer, for such dear gold marvels, that I now may leave to my beloved Geat folk at this last death moment, darkening of light. Now that I've bought this bright treasure mound with my old lifeblood, look to my kingdom, the needs of my Geats, I must now leave you. Tell my battle friends to build me a mound high by the balefire on the headland's point. It will signal my name to sons of this nation, tower to the sky on tall Hrosnas, so that sea travelers in time will call it Beowulf's Barrow, as they beat through the swells, sail their prow ships on the pounding waves. He removed from his throat a marvelous neck ring, gold gleaming collar, gave it to his thane, young spear warrior, yielded his armor, helmet, and mail coat, hailed him farewell. You are the last of our beloved kinsmen, the Wagmunding clan. Weird has guided all of my family to fate's shadowland, my fine companions. I will follow them now. Those words were the last of that long-loved king, his final heart thoughts, for the hot bale fire, bone-cracking flames, from his breast at last, his soul went seeking, safety in praise. Young Wiglaf then yearned for his master, wept within his mind, as he watched the old one, loved throne warden, lay down his earth years, moments of his life. The monster sprawled there, uncoiled earth dragon, cut down from flight, ended by sword swings. That old death flyer no longer wielded his wealthy ring horde, but steel blade edges stopped his life fire, hard and battle sharp, smith hammers leaving. That soaring night flyer, stilled by murder wounds, fell to the earth near that fire-kept treasure. No longer at sunset did he sail with hate flames, roaming the night dark, raging for his cup, scorching the skyways. But he sank at last, hushed by the swordwork of heart-strong warriors. Few good battlemen, bold though they be, strongest in warfare, swordmen to be feared, reckless in life dare, ready for death day, would stand against the blast of that searing heat breath, 
touch with their hands the tiniest of gems, if they found waiting there a waking mound guard coiled in his barrow. Beowulf exchanged those lordly treasures for his life's boundary. King and enemy earned the end there of their loaned earth days. Not long from then, those safe war-watchers stole from the woods, cowardly trust-breakers, ten sword-shirkers, who dared not earlier enter with their shields in that hard moment of their man-lord's need. They came with their shields, shamed war-weapons, aching with silence where the old one lay. They looked then at Wiglaf, who watched hopelessly, one man alone by his lord's shoulder, bathed him with water, no breath came to him. No way could he find, no wishful begging, to lengthen the life of that loved gift-king, nor change the measurer's moment of release. The judgment of God would guide the destiny of every man-creature, as it always does. Then grim welcome words welled in the heart of that young shieldman for those shameful wretches. Wiglaf spoke then, Weostan's offspring, grief-heavy warrior, glared at unloved ones. That he may say, who will speak the truth, that this good manlord, who made you such gifts, rich war trappings, that you wear this moment, by bright ale benches, bettered you with swords, burnished shield boards, burnies and helmets, from lord to his thanes, lent you the finest of all steel swords, smith wrought with care, that he then utterly, all that battle gear, entirely wasted in the time of his need. That lonesome folk king could find no cause to boast of his war thanes, but the broad wielder, world shaper, granted that our great man lord alone with his sword served that monster. Little of life help could I lend him then, give him at battle, but I gathered my courage over my war strength to aid my kinsmen. Always the weaker was that old night flyer when I struck him below. Slackened fire breath flamed from his head. Too few warriors crowded around him. Courage was lacking. Now shall treasure gifts, the taking of swords, all homeland joys in the halls of your kinsmen, all happiness cease. You will sorrowfully wander, stripped of land rights, beloved homesteads, alone in your exile, when other battle thanes learn of your failure, your flight to the woods, dragging your life shields. Death will be better for each one of you than a wasted life. Mm-hmm.